0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 as we get into God's Word and a message titled, Banking in the Cloud. Look at verse 33. He says, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. And isn't that the problem with what we have today? I was in, this is the only time it's ever happened to me, that I, well, actually it's probably happened to me more than I, I realized, but the only time I ever really felt violated or super violated was I went to a Starbucks in Pocatello one time and you know, I'm just used to living in Emmet, so I didn't lock my doors. I left my Maui Jim glasses that somebody had given me. I'd never buy a pair of glasses that expensive, but I was keeping care, taking care of them because they were expensive glasses. And this guy who owned a glass shop gave them to me, and I thought, wow, these are great. And so I set them on my seat, and I went into Starbucks, and some turkey opened my door and stole my Maui Jim sunglasses in Pocatello. I guess it's kind of sketchy over there. Who knew? I grew up there. It wasn't sketchy like that, but now it is. Anyway, you know, and, and somebody can steal all your stuff. They can steal all your earthly possessions. They can steal your identity even, you know. You have, that's the real thing. My mom got her identity stolen one time. It took her months, or probably years, to resolve the stupid thing. Somebody in Seattle had bought a house in her name and all this stuff. It was crazy. So she had to get all this work done and hire people to try to figure it out. It's just a mess. They can steal all your earthly possessions. You could lose them in a fire. You know, i talked to people, lots of people I've, I've talked to over the years who've had a fire and lost everything. Things that they valued a lot. Things like pictures and things like heirlooms. And, you know, it's all gone. Boom. A big fire and, and everything's toast. Or you get sued for all you have. You know, somebody comes and sues you. It's not fun to be sued. It's embarrassing, it's horrible, and, and there, somebody's taking your stuff away from you. Awful. But if I'm banking in the cloud, in other words, my, my treasure's in heaven, that's what, I'm, that's what I care about. Not what happens on this earth, but I care about wh- what's happening in heaven. I have a different attitude about everything. You know, I, I love the time that my wife and I spent serving in the nursing home over in, in Boise just We just did a little church service there on Sunday afternoons. Most wonderful thing you could ever do because those people are so appreciative. And we, we would share with them the gospel and, you know, and just watch these people. I remember one time I had like 13 ladies there or something like that. It was quite a few. And I asked them, how many of you know you're going to heaven? And not one hand went up. And I said, do you know you can or actually, I think somebody actually said, I don't think you can know that. And I said, yeah, you can. And I shared the gospel with them and I asked them who'd want to receive Christ and all of them raised their hand and they all prayed to receive Jesus and, and I, probably the next three months, like half of them were gone. You know, just like that. But here's people who have lost everything. They've lost everything. They've lost everything in life. They have nothing left. They don't have a house. They don't have freedom. They don't, they don't, some of them have lost their mind even. And their kids don't visit them oftentimes. it's just such a sad situation. And yet there was a lady that was there, and I remember she'd always say, come down to my room. And she would tell us about how she'd share the gospel with people. And it, it dawned on me as I'm listening to her talk about her life and how she's sharing the gospel with the nurse and everything, that here's a lady who, although she's lost everything earthly, even her ability to walk, she only had one leg, she'd lost nothing. She was excited for life. In a nursing home, she had everything that she wanted because her possession, her prize, was Jesus, it wasn't all the other stuff. None of her possessions that she had before she got put in the nursing home possessed her, and when she lost all of them, she didn't care because she still had opportunities to be a witness and a light for Jesus, and she was the one, probably one of the only ones in that nursing home, including the staff, who was actually living, actually had something to wake up in the morning for so are we supposed to sell everything and give all the proceeds to the poor and then start preaching the gospel? I know that that's the fear, isn't it? You know, we we don't see that example in the early church. You know, we do see some of that. You know, Barnabas had the field. He didn't have to, but he sold it and gave it to the church because he knew that it was going to benefit the poor. That was the cause, and he, he got behind it. But Mary of Jerusalem kept her house, and, and what did she do with her house? Well, she used it... It was a big house. You know, you, you hear about the house churches in the, in the New Testament? It's talk about, people say, well, in the New Testament, they met in houses. Yeah, Mary Jerusalem had a house. Her, her upper room was bigger than this room. Remember on the day of Pentecost, 110 people were hanging out there and praying because people with big houses in the church would open their houses to be the church. And, and that's why oftentimes you read about, like, Philemon, who was rich, he had slaves and stuff, and he says, the house in your church, or the church in your house, because he had a big meeting room. And a lot of those ancient buildings had big meeting rooms where people would gather, and, and lots of times it would be hundreds of people would gather, and sometimes small groups too. But we kind of have the wrong idea, and we think like, everybody's sitting there in a, on couches drinking lattes and opening their Bibles. It wasn't like that. It was kind of like this, actually. But they, she had that big house, and she didn't get rid of it, but she was using it for the Lord, right? She was using it for the Lord. So it, it, what if God tells you to do that? Well, if God tells you to do that, yes, certainly we probably should give all we have to the poor and sell it all and go serve God somewhere. And I know many people who have done that. And you know, we had a couple up here just a few months ago who, who basically told us if we're going to a place. We can't even mention it on because it's so dangerous. We can't even mention it on, on the feed where they were going and they they sold everything that they had they raised support and then they moved to a dangerous place to share the gospel and to to live amongst people who need to hear about jesus taking their family with them that's crazy but god told them to do it and so they were willing to drop everything and do it and then other people he says no i want you to stay here and i want you to stay in that job and i want you to continue to use what i've given you for the kingdom here but, but if I did, if I just said, okay, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm just supposed to sell everything, go through the motions of of selling everything, going and, and giving it to the poor. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, I could give my body to be burned and I'd give all my goods to the poor. And if I don't have love, that's nothing. So it really misses the point of what Jesus is trying to say. So what is he trying to say? How should I store my treasure in heaven? And I had a really interesting experience years ago. It was It was... Gosh, it's some 17 years ago now. It was 2005, whenever that was. I guess about 17 years ago. My son's 17. That's how I gauge it. But basically, I woke up one morning, and, and we had just had an amazing experience where God, we had some needs, and we were praying. God had given us a house. Well, at first, he gave us a new bed, which we needed. We needed a new another car because we didn't have a car. And so we prayed specifically for a house, a bed, and a car. And in that order, no, not in that order, in, in the other order, he gave us a bed, and then a car, and then a house. Like, just exactly as we prayed. I mean, it was just amazing the way that the Lord did that for us. And, and you know, it was a very short period of time. Probably we prayed for less than a month, and all those things were given to us. And, and we felt we needed them, right? And I woke up one morning. It was early, early in the morning, still dark outside. I woke up one morning on my bed, and I felt the deepest, darkest depression I've ever felt in my life. And maybe you've heard me tell this story before, but I, I tell it just because it's probably one of the most valuable lessons I ever had in my life. And I got out of bed and I walked down the hall in, in our new house and I looked across at my son Isaiah sleeping, he's just a baby, just a brand new baby, a miracle God gave us his son. And I, and I walked down the hall in our new house and I looked out in the carport, it was the where the church office is, that was the house he gave us. And I looked out in the carport and I I saw the the Audi that a lady from the Calvary Chapel Bookstore in Boise gave to us, and I was so depressed. And I remember just sitting down in the living room, and I said, God, why am I so depressed? You've given me everything I've asked for. Why am I so empty inside? And the Lord spoke to me very clearly, and he said, Mike, you can't enjoy anything, even the things I give you, until you enjoy me first. And that was the most profound thing. And, and then to go on a journey of learning to enjoy the Lord, to learning to have that relationship with Him, because that's what this is about, guys. This isn't about you selling all your stuff. But if, if your stuff is in the way, then that's probably what needs to happen. But God is saying, what I want is you. And it doesn't matter if you have possessions. It doesn't matter if you have things. But I, wanna, I want you, and then, and then I will use all those things you have. For my glory, to, to, to foster kids or to help the needy or to help someone who needs a place to stay or whatever, God's going to use you to help other people in this journey. And that's why God gives you the things he gives you, not for your own gratification, but here's the beautiful thing. When you, you love God and you, you seek him first and you enjoy him, then you can enjoy your spouse, You can enjoy your kids, you can enjoy your possessions, but if you're not enjoying God, all those things, even your loved ones become a burden to you.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991, or send us a text at 208-991-2756,